Welcome to the final part of Suspicious Correlations. Yes. You have a normal introduction. I think this Stop. isn't. This, this doesn't. No, this isn't. Why? Why? Again, you ruined it. Yeah, we like messing it's with you. It's going so well. I was, I was just going to to do the thing. Do okay. the thing. Well, uh, Julie, do the thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm Hugo. This is João. João, please say hello. Hi. And this is Philip. Hi. <laughs> Again with a deep voice. All right. <laughs> You hit, you hit pu- puberty late. It's a different person yeah. who does the high, it's not me. Yeah, okay. So, uh, today we are talking about risk-taking. So, this is closely related to Bernoulli effect that we discussed. Uh, th- sorry, Bernoulli mistakes. Or Bernoulli that, that was... That, that, some circuits crossed in your brain, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm sorry. The Bernoulli um, oopsie and the endowment effect. You have, yeah, yeah. Do you have circuits in your brain? That's dangerous. I, I do. He's clearly actually. a robot. What you're on about? I am a robot, yeah. Oh. Can't you, you see that? that he is a perfect being? Uh, robots yeah. aren't perfect. How could I, robots I, be perfect if the people who built him are not listen, perfect? I, take the compliment, mother. <laughs> <laughs> what you said is unrealistic. I, I am, in this moment, criticizing João for complimenting me. Yeah. yeah um, I took historical. a risk and you so, didn't allow <laughs> damn. it. Damn it. There you go. So, that's, uh, that's how you make the bridge. So, guys, risk taking. Yes. Uh, uh, this is very clear, I think. So, when do you take a risk? It, we we saw in the Bernoulli mistake that people will avoid risk at all costs, usually, unless when the reward is like ridiculously big. So, imagine that you have fifty percent to get a million or something like that. You would like the reward is so big that no. the risk doesn't matter. Yeah, boggles the mind. Yeah. Let's discuss this a bit. When does it? So when does the risk um, compensate for the the reward, guys? Uh, I mean, mathematically, it's easy because uh, Bernoulli d- demonstrated how how you could do it, right? Essentially, you um, you multiply the per- the the probability by the outcome, and you get the value of that offer. And if you always take the the best offer, you will. Uh, like statistically choose correctly all the time when does the reward outweigh the risk i mean yes again i think it depends a lot on the context and personal experience but i would say that if you are in a comfortable position whatever that might look like for you and this risk is indeed a risk but if you do fail won't bring you any harm or won't destabilize your lifestyle in any any meaningful way i'd say go for it you know it's it's good to make risks it's good to take them but be aware of your situation don't put yourself at risk if you can't deal with with a backfall i guess so uh, what I want to stress first is that before you take a risk, you need to see it. Yeah, and, that's and fair. I believe there's a, a very imp- important crux here that in a very typical example, how many people see driving exceedingly fast as a risk? Maybe they don't see it. You know yeah. it's a risk, we know it's a risk, but for them it isn't. So they are, or, or it is, but it's a low risk. They can't control the car. It, nothing's gonna... Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I really thought that we were gonna take a bit longer to get into this topic, but I think this is a great jumping off point. It's the the difference between... Uh, a jumping off point. Oh, God. Yeah, that, was a po- that, that, that was a poor choice of words, right? Oh. Yeah. All right, never mind that. <laughs> I'll just keep going. But it's it's the question between possibility and uh, probability, right? Because, and I, and I just mentioned this because you talked about the cars. A lot of people are terrified of flying, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. And the idea that, oh, a plane, planes fall out of the sky. 
planes can fall, so I won't take the risk. Well, it's not really like that, is it? Just because a plane can fall doesn't mean that it will. By all means, jump into a plane, go have a vacation. Don't jump into a Statistically plane. speaking, it's far unlikely, far more unlikely for a plane to fall than for you to be driving and having a car crash. Planes are far safer, statistically speaking. So, you know, just because, what I mean is, just because something can happen doesn't mean it will. So take that into consideration and have a risk. There's a problem here with planes specifically. I think you gave a good example, but with planes specifically, there's a, and again, uh, I love to do it. I have to do it every episode. Okay. Oh boy, the yeah. media are at fault because yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> every time a plane crashes is like, oh no, the world is on fire and everyone dies and it's an apocalypse. When there's a car crash, eh, someone died. No one cares. Uh, it's it's Another one. it's sad like that. Another it's, one. No, it, but it's uh, yeah. But you couldn't even if you wanted, you couldn't report on all crashes. They're too many. Yeah, they're because yeah. th it's a lot. It's a lot they're of car many. crashes. But that just goes to show that car cra probably driving a car is far less riskier than no, far more far riskier. more risky. Yeah, far more uh, far more like. risky. Yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Again, because media bashing is cool. Uh, yeah, it is. They, they, yeah, it is. they do it with a lot of stuff. Like, for example, nuclear power. Another yeah. drama. Uh, there's yeah. also, I think we've mentioned this before, the war in Syria, right? Every time there's a uh, a conflict, a skirmish, they always show images of things going absolutely massive explosions, right? Yeah. And there's, I, I've seen this a couple of times, which was a few massive, horrifying explo uh, explosions. The images themselves weren't of the actual event. There were stock images or images from a bomb test in the USA, right? So the I'm sorry, that's funny. Like it's I know we're really talking funny. about serious stuff, but that's funny. Like it's really, funny. instead of using actual images, yeah. they they use stock footage. Like an explosion happened, and you see, and you see stock footage of like a nuclear explosion, like the the meme. <laughs> yeah, because they, they say they say, oh, there was yeah. a missile attack in Syria, and uh, a few people died, and they show absolutely horrific explosions, but they just bought it off for five dollars on on an image search engine. It's, Dumb, really dumb. It's a bit weird. I don't think you need to make war seem worse than it is. It's already yeah, right? the worst you can make. Right? War, war should already look pretty bad. Yeah, I, I was trying to understand where we're going, and the media is weird here. No, war is awful. There's no need to make. You don't need to make it look more awful. How's the guy that directed the Transformers uh, called? <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Yeah, Michael Bay learned this like very well. Explosions grab your attention sure. when there's an explosion on the screen you're gonna look and the media knows it too True. Hey, there's a, there's I don't know a rule. which one there's a rule right which one learned from who Michael Bay from the media <laughs> or media from Michael Bay but they all know I, it I think I think it's a mutual relationship yeah yeah because there's there's also this rule when there's an explosion on screen the hero doesn't look back yeah, yeah. and I'm yet to see the media do this so clearly Michael Bay is yeah, superior yeah the media is always looking at the explosion oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael they, Bay they is clearly <laughs> superior yeah they need to put the journalist <laughs> in a green screen and yeah. not looking back uh, yeah what I was trying... What were we talking about? I forgot. <laughs> I was tra we were talking about uh, real risk and perceived risk. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, you were talking that we many times do the thing where we perceive a higher <laughs> risk thing. than it's real. Yeah. Like we go for, it's possible that this will happen, so no, yeah. I'm all right. But uh, I think there's the opposite when, you know, you don't perceive a risk and you're taking a risk. So... 
it's the important part, part in my opinion, of uh, risk-taking is being aware of what actual risks are presenting in your life and which of them are, and what are they, you know? Are they, you know, extremely likely to happen, like a car crash? Or, you know, maybe less like, likely like a, a plane crash or a nuclear incident? which there are only yeah. a few happen. But I, mean, I kind of understand where yeah. people come from because the, there might be a l very, very low risk of nuclear explosion, but when it does happen, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Although there is a, there are uh, being made, advancements are being made and there are new nuclear reactors that don't have the problems which the other ones did but you know that's a yeah. topic for another there's yeah. there's also there's also the fact which is a little side note which is the the presence of uh, nuclear weapons is also what brought uh, a large majority of peace all over the world because everybody is terrified of nuclear winter yeah yeah, yeah. great wars no I yeah. Said great, yeah. yeah there's also there's still wars <laughs> now now the the great countries aren't fighting um the right. war like physically they're just fighting it with information which yeah. is yeah. Yeah, yeah, i mean I, I think it's one of the reasons why there wasn't a world war three probably yeah. Because if Probably. if uh, if poo poo hits the fan, uh, there's start there's mis missiles are gonna start firing. So you know that that that's the sign. I, I want I want to thank Joel for not making me edit his. Uh... Thank you. I'm, I'm I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Yeah, but uh, I think we'll touch on an important point there before where people. T uh, it's the same with the plane crash because when you think of a car crash, you think maybe I'll survive. Nobody yeah. thinks of a plane crash and thinks maybe I'll survive. You know. <laughs> so actually, I, I I read something where the majority of plane crashes actually have a very high survival rate. Yeah, but but you understand that it's not it, yeah. even when you crash, like it's the survivability rate of driving a plane and a car it's it's bigger for the plane you survive yeah. a lot more in the plane yeah but because a lot of people who crash also survive the crash in the car you think oh i'll i'll survive it like again you know yeah, it's yeah. it's dumb it's it's, <laughs> it's a bit also about risk acceptance you know acceptance yeah, yeah like you might see the, the cars as a risk but you've been in cars since you didn't even know what the risk was. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were born and you were in car. You were born, you got home yes, in a car. Yes, because you're privileged. Uh, yeah, true. But <laughs> what I'm talking about is that it's a risk that you don't associate with risk because you've done it your whole life. So it's normal, you know? Uh, probably people who take the plane a lot, we are constantly on planes, don't see any risk on uh, going Yeah, it's on a matter a of exposure, really. Yeah, I believe that risk acceptance, it goes a bit with the treadmill. We always go back to a certain emotional neutral. So... You're on risks make you go a bit on fight or flight, you know, make you go, okay, more alert. But you tend to, if you do it a lot, you tend to just, your body can't be alert all the time. So it'll just accept, okay, we're doing this. It's no longer a risk. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because that also made me think about uh, analysis paralysis. Because if you are confronted with a, a given, I know it's a bit wordy, uh, but the, the entire thing is you look at the situation, you look at the risk and like, okay, let's go to the back to the plane thing. Okay. I have to go, let's say, to Austria. I need to take a plane. What do you do? Oh, uh, do I get into the plane? It can crash. What will I do if it crashes? Uh, 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 and you don't make a decision because you're just so yeah. paralyzed by the by the situation that you don't really know how to address it. So I guess a lot of people just look at the possibility of things uh, falling down and uh, just they 
eventually don't make them sorry they don't make the risk don't they take the risk yeah. i guess that's yeah. an element of that yeah but i believe uh, there's a, an example for the other side for example a person who is constantly dealing with disease might find it more likely to happen so i have uh, a study that says that uh expert physicians overestimate the risk associate, associated with several diseases oh i see that a lot with my yeah. my mom so because they are constantly on disease world, you know? I'm going to say something that, like, is a bit offensive. So. Okay. Oh, boy. But my mom seems like Google search when you search for a disease. She yeah. sees cancer everywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like... Because she works in... um, on, is, is it oncology in English? Yeah. I think yes. So. So. Yes. Oncology, oncology Institute. Yeah. So she, she treats patients with cancer every single day. So she sees cancer, various types of cancer, horrible types of cancer, as well as not so horrible types of cancer, but all cancer is bad. But she sees it every day. So every time there is something in... Um, mine or my sister's body that kind of could be somehow might resemble cancer yeah. she panics like three million times it's <laughs> it's it's worse than google it's worse than it's google a i'm thing telling in you medical practitioners right um because uh, uh, i'm not entirely sure if nurses have of this saying but doctors certainly do which is i think uh when you hear the clopping of hooves think horses not zebras right yeah it's the entire point that yeah you know you're dealing with this sort of thing a lot don't immediately jump to the the worst thing it's far more likely statistically speaking too that it's probably something far uh, less uh, malign yeah horses are worse than zebras Th they're <laughs> actually not zebras are I mean, no, they really are and I, i'm i i'm sorry for the quack but that's the best descriptive they're terrible absolutely terrible to to tame they're very violent towards people they bite people a lot yeah. and they're very temperamental I understand, yeah. I understand the best animal is the goose they, yeah okay listen they weren't, they we've they all were seen not. that video okay geese are not good they're violent too geese are the best but, proceed Philip. yeah okay. what i was gonna say is that it's a very this, stupid this inside joke i'm so sorry risk uh, the important part to understand about risk, I think, is that risk is not a accurate thing for us as humans. It's very subjective. If you're constantly exposed to a risk or to a risky situation, but nothing happens, you're going to devalue the risk. So you think it could never happen. But if you're... So the car example, for example. But if you're constantly in touch with a risky situation that gone wrong, so treating cancer patients, you're treating the people where things went wrong, not the people yeah. where the that symptom didn't lead to cancer. So you start to see it more. So I believe yeah. that our perceptions are very much, and this is a basic thing about about us humans. We give meaning to things in our present in conformity to what we saw in the past. That's just a very basic thing about how we understand Function. our current reality. Yeah. So, you know, it's important to sometimes just stop and think. Take a step back. Are we being yeah. more... Are we looking at this in a more let's say, statistical, mathematical way? Yeah. Or are we looking at this in a more just experience space? Uh, I think this is a good stopping point for this episode. Yeah, it is. I will just drop my two cents here about... Yeah. Yeah, we, we've been talking uh, in these episodes about uh, statistics and being, like, hyper-analytical about decisions. Please don't give up on our, your humanity and, st and start overanalyzing every choice you make. It's just that being aware of our mistakes in our perception will probably lead to a better um, decision in the end but don't don't sweat it too much yeah i think we gave both yeah we said statistics can make mistakes and we can make mistakes yeah too. yeah and i uh i want to end this episode by recommending the book 
that essentially gave me all the topics for <laughs> which yeah go ahead go ahead which is yeah which is thinking fast and slow by daniel kahneman it's great book he won the Nobel prize i think i've talked about this book before he Check doesn't shut up about the book let's be clear yeah it's amazing it's amazing it's a very good book yeah. it's really good book so this is the episode guys as usual you can follow and subscribe and everything on our socials the links are all in the description or the tags and before we end this episode or just like Ugu said be aware of the mathematics but stop and smell the air every now and again damn that's profound next week we are going to talk about the influence of the media <laughs> right because we haven't passed media enough today yeah, yeah we haven't passed media enough so uh that's <laughs> the way the news goes let's go exactly that's it boys until next week bye 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 bye, bye.